Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by the Ringer University Podcast. That's where you can find teed up hosts Mark Titus and Tate Frazier throughout the rest of the tournament, giving their expert college basketball analysis. Subscribe to Ringer University right now on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, humanoids. This is day three of the Mask Man Show. WrestleMania match by match spectacular. Today we're talking about AJ Styles versus Simba, Shane McMahon. That's what they call him, right? Simba. Am I crazy? Uh, I don't know. What do you, what uh, what do they call him backstage, Nick Mundy? Um Oh man, like Junior probably. Just the walking dead man, like <laughs> like the daddy issues. All um, right, all right. We've gone too far. Um, we want to start off the show by, by asking the simple question, why is this match happening? But uh, without going too far into psychoanalysis. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, I'm going to go into psychoanalysis. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the reason why this match is happening, as it was explained to me, was that Shane McMahon was disappointed with his Undertaker match last year. It's been eating away at him. How do I make? How do I make it? You know, how do I make up for it? How do I? Re- how do I rectify the situation? He saw AJ Styles versus James Ellsworth and said, "If I can, if he can get that kind of match out of James Ellsworth, imagine what I could do with him." And that's why this match is happening at WrestleMania. Now, setting that aside for a moment, Schilling, will you please explain to me in storyline, in storyline, or in kayfabe, why is this match happening? Well, because AJ Styles feels disrespected by the the powers that be on SmackDown. He Carried the uh, brand for months as the champion. Didn't even have a match at WrestleMania. He's in the back of the poster. He's right by the roller coaster at the top of the poster. And who's down there is John Cena and all the and Goldberg and uh, Dean Ambrose is even closer to the front of the poster than he is. And he was a champion, so he got real PO'd. And he was a rightful number one contender for the championship uh, after Randy Orton relinquished his right to that position. Because he was working Bray Wyatt and trying to get to the point where he can burn down the Wyatt compound. Yeah, I think that's about right. And also, non-kayfabe, uh, Shawn Michaels said on the Sam Roberts podcast last week that he was offered a match with AJ Styles and turned it down. So that's the real reason why this isn't happening is <laughs> they couldn't get HPK. It, I've noticed something weird going on with Shane McMahon and, and just how we're treating him. We're treating him like a professional wrestler now. And not the former failed media executive. <laughs> oh, that, man. Like, no, but I'm serious. Wow, like, this no, is heel work here. No, but I'm not, I'm not. Like, I love Shane McMahon. I love Shane McMahon. But when you treat him like a wrestler, then he he's an attraction. Yeah. And he's a, he's a sideshow. And, like, I want to see this match. I'm excited about this match. But when you treat him like a wrestler, he's a mediocre wrestler. Sure. But when you treat him as a media executive who quit his job, and he's doing jumping off that cell. Then he's one of the greatest people in the world. That's why I want to fo- like refocus. This is Shane McMahon, suburban Connecticut dad. Yeah. This is not Shane McMahon wrestler. And when we treat him like a wrestler, he's he's not great. But that's, when you treat him like a former failed media executive, he's the best one ever. That's why I felt so horrible about him taking that spear at Survivor Series. Is because his kids are in the crowd every night. He wrestles and like. He could have really been hurt off that spot. And every time he takes a chance, he could be really hurt. 
But that's the coolest part about him is that he is just a regular guy who's in better shape than the three of us. But yeah, he's a regular, regular guy. guy who jumps off the top rope through announce tables on a pretty regular basis. That's why people love him. But when he starts talking about, like, I'm disappointed in my match, you're not a wrestler. Yeah. You're, you're a guy. The fact that you're in a ring, just be happy and but jump he, off stuff to impress us. But I also want to say that I really give him a lot of props for his legitimate love for the wrestling business. Absolutely. For wanting to be good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's stories abounding, including on Pritchard's podcast, about just the hours and hours he spends in the ring. There was, I remember there was an article about him 20, 15 years ago about how he— about. Um, him just like that's his exercise is just run. He's getting in the ring with whoever Dr. Tom or, or whoever was there and just grappling, you know, just like going just wrestling. So he, he loves it. Obviously, he loves the business. And don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to come off like thinking that, like, I don't want Shane at WrestleMania. No, no, you already have. But <laughs> no, but like he's more he's just a more impressive character storyline wise if he's in the peripheral, not like. You know, I don't. If he ever wears tights, I'm out. <laughs> he's definitely not wearing tights. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Uh, yeah, no, he's only gonna ever wear Henleys and uh, and and Shane O'Mac hockey jerseys. I think that's the extent <laughs> of his jerseys, Baseball jerseys. Those are baseball jerseys. Yeah, he's got buttons on the front. Oh, he right. did wear the football jersey, X Punk. Oh yeah, I'm so. bad at sports. Apparently, WrestleMania 15. That was where he first impressed people as a wrestler. Was at WrestleMania 15, where he was he worked one of the best X Pac matches of all time. That's um, 18 years ago. Yeah, I know. Graduated high school. But you know who's been through all of that and seen it all is Bruce Pritchard, the former brother love. Who has some interesting thoughts about Shane McMahon yeah. versus AJ Styles. Uh, a little background with both of them. Mm-hmm. So let's go to that interview right now. Before we go on, let's take a quick break. March Madness is finally underway, and there's no better place to bet on games than BetDSI. A top-rated business on sportsbook review sites, BetDSI is the largest sportsbook online with over 20 years in business. Their live in-game wagering lets you make plays throughout an entire game while they're live and running. You can even bet while on the go with BetDSI mobile betting. And not to mention, BetDSI has built a reputation of being completely dependable, so you can count on them to repay you your winnings fast. Plus, if you ever have any questions, BetDSI's great customer service is available 24-7, 365. And now, in honor of March Madness, BetDSI is having a million-dollar bracket contest for all of our listeners. Entry is free, and because completing a perfect bracket is close to impossible, they're offering prizes for best overall March Madness brackets as well. Best of all, you get a free $25 credit just for registering, as well as a 200% bonus with first-time deposits when you use the promo code BSPN25. That's a 200% bonus on first-time deposits with the promo code BSPN25 at BetDSI.com. One other match on the card um, that I want to talk to you about is is AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Now, um, this is you 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 overlapped with with uh, with AJ at in TNA, right? Oh yeah. So, two guys that you've had uh, you have pretty significant history with um, in very different ways. What, what, man, I don't even know where to start with this. I'm actually excited about this match, but the setup has, has left me a little bit cold. What um, <laughs> what do you think that fans should expect out of Shane versus AJ at WrestleMania? Um, both guys are perfectionists. Both guys want to perform at or above everybody else on the card. 
So I expect it to be pretty damn good just because I know what each guy brings to the table. I'm so happy for AJ Styles from the standpoint of here's a guy who spent his entire career just to be the best, who believes in his heart that he simply is the best. So for him to, first of all, achieve that success and be able to be a part of the show and be in a position that he is with Shane McMahon, I think that it's a great accomplishment for him. I remember AJ cutting a promo on me when I was still at TNA about why he felt that he should be the champion. And it was an impassioned promo, but it was to me in an empty locker room. And I remember looking at him saying, if I get that guy on camera, then nobody can stop you. And they have succeeded in getting that guy on camera and getting that passion out of him and allowing him to be who he truly is. That was that was the knock on him for, for years was, oh, he's just not a very good promo. And as someone who produced packages, produced... Uh, promos and, and, and really work with talent in, in developing their characters and, and getting across their passion to the audience. What do you think the people that are there now were able to do, or, or what, are, what are techniques that you use in the past or that, that people are using now to really like make people comfortable in front of the camera and to be naturally themselves? Well, people are either going to be comfortable or they're not. And the easiest way to be comfortable is to be yourself. The easiest thing to do is to not ask someone to act, but to teach someone how to react. If they're comfortable in the, in themselves and they are comfortable, not not playing a part, but actually being that part, then you've got gold. And when you have someone that you have to put every single word in their mouth, that becomes challenging from the standpoint of if they get thrown a curve, how are they going to react? So I, I just would always like to give people bullet points and see what comes out of their mouth, see what comes out of their head to tell me that story. It's here's the circumstance. Here's the point we want to get across. Now tell me a story. If they can tell you that story and, and believe it, if they believe it and they can make me believe it, then the audience will believe it. So, uh, you know, same question as with the last one, Shane versus AJ. Who do you who do you think's going to going to win this match at WrestleMania? I hope AJ does. Do you think I mean I I hope AJ does too. So apologies if this is a little bit too, you know, in the weeds or whatever, but you know, a lot of people have been critical of this match. I'm not one of them, but just because, you know, they want to see him fighting for the title at WrestleMania. Um, you know, fighting Shane is, um, in, 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 in the eyes that matter, a match against Shane is probably as good as a match for the title. But, um, but you know, if, if, if fighting Shane gives him the same platform, then does it matter that he wins or loses? No, it doesn't. But you asked me who I thought would win and who I thought should win. I think it should be AJ. You know, it comes down to it's it's like you listen to my show, you listen to my co-host Conrad Thompson. Of course, yeah. It's okay. Well, 
it's like, well, why didn't this guy get a push? Wait a minute. They, they were on top for three years against this guy, this guy, this guy. They, you can't just always be on top. You can't always. So if AJ should be going for the championship, then you're saying that Randy Orton shouldn't? Yeah. It's a, it's a balancing act. And uh, like that goes right back to my point of how difficult that job is. Um, you know, you have to satisfy people's egos. You have to satisfy the audience's desires. You have to satisfy the story you want to tell. And in this case, it seems to me that the story they want to tell isn't necessarily going to have a happy ending. And that's probably why AJ is going to go over. And it's just, this is... Um, it's a curious situation because it's Shane McMahon and Shane Shane is not a full-time talent. In a sense, he's like the ultimate enhancement talent because he goes into the match as the underdog every time. Very rarely wins. He's not not a, you know, full-time wrestler. Um but you also want the good guy to get his get his revenge. You want that receipt. Um, so that's that's why it's a. I'm so interested in seeing how this plays out and what the mechanics of the match are going to be and uh, where they go with it and what they jump yeah. off of. Yeah, he's obviously going to jump off of something. Yeah, you never know. But but I also look at one of the one of my favorite movies, and this stuck with me as a kid. There was a movie with Charles Bronson and Jan Michael Vincent called The Mechanic. They remade it many years later, but if you go back, and it was in the early 70s, The Mechanic with Charles Bronson and Jan Michael Vincent. Well, I'm going to give away the finish here, so spoiler alert, if you want to go watch (laughs) The Mechanic and you don't want to know the finish, I'm giving you the finish right now in three, two, everybody dies. Everybody in the movie dies. The good guy, the bad guy, uh, everybody dies. And I'm a kid, and I'm walking out of the movie, and this has stuck with me for, God, whatever, 40-some-odd-plus years. A guy walking out of the movie says, what a great movie. Everybody died. And I was thinking, <laughs> what a morbid thought. But it stuck with me all these years. That, you know what? Sometimes everybody dies. And sometimes that's not a bad ending. Maybe sad, maybe controversial, but it's not necessarily bad. I totally agree with that. Um, I think that my, you know, if if there's anything that uh, I th- Shane and AJ, you know, it, it, the only knock for me on the build to the match is that it's sort of been so compressed. It's just the past couple of weeks that they've really decided to key in on it. And part of that is what Dave and what you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, they're sort of they're sort of publishing on a different schedule now. You know, I mean, it, it it wasn't that long ago where the day after the Royal Rumble, you knew what the WrestleMania card was going to be, whether or not it was announced, and they were head and all the feuds were headed down that path, headed down the path to WrestleMania. I mean, and we can go back even further to times where there were you know many fewer pay per views on the calendar, where you had a much longer time to build up a storyline and kind of slowly drip, drip, drip it out. Um, but now we're in this. We're in a really strange world. I mean, it's different than it was a year ago. I feel like where they're telling, they have to tell stories to keep everything interesting week to week to week, um, but still try to make a WrestleMania match feel big and momentous and like it's been a long time coming. How, how do you balance that in 2017? It's tough. I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore. That's one of the beauties about. TNA right now is I, I get to go back. Well, actually, not TNA. Impact I was Wrestling. I about to correct you. Branding. Thank you. 
Yeah, TNA's dead. I'm I'm sitting here wearing a something to wrestle with T-shirt, a something to wrestle with baseball cap. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm all about branding and and impact wrestling. But right now, I'm just a talent, and I don't have the weight of the world on me, trying to come up with creative every week to make the show better. Now, if they ask me my opinion, what I think, I'm going to give them my opinion and, and tell them what I think, whether they like it or not. <laughs> but that's something that it's just, yeah, it's changed because every single week, the life changes. Every single week, something happens in our world that affects everybody and everything being live for some people allows them the opportunity to change on the dime at impact with as much as they tape it's much more difficult so you've got to make those adjustments in the edit room and, and change that but the audience is fickle and if you listen to them they'll tell you what they like and what they don't like What's the vibe in the locker room right now at Impact? I mean, you're not there all the time. You're you're flying back and forth, I assume. Um, but are, are people, you know, optimistic? Or is, is or it seems like there's a new energy and a new excitement around the company and also uh, within the company. But what is, you know, fr- firsthand knowledge? What what's the what's the vibe? I tell you, when I was there, the vibe was great. Uh, everybody was, you know, it's their first television taping with new owners and it was probably a feeling out process more than anything but everybody was there man ready to go and and work get stuff done and and like i said for me from the outside looking in everybody appeared to be really happy i was happy again because i just got to come in do my stuff and uh go home and i don't need to worry about it until next time so the vibe that I got was, hey, man, let's make this thing work. I think if people give it a chance and, and not just tune in one week and say, oh, that sucked. If they give it a chance and give it three or four months and watch, allow the changes to take place and allow uh, new things to develop, then they may find an alternative that they might end up liking. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned alternatives because that's sort of the that's the path forward historically for companies that are going up against Vince. Is when Eric Bischoff took over WCW and started Nitro, his his whole plan was we're going to do as many things differently from the WWF as possible. And then ECW obviously was as drastically different from the traditional wrestling product as they could be without, you know, breaking any laws. What do you think as someone who's not, you know, just an on-camera talent, not a writer, not a creative, not a not a road agent, nothing. Just a guy that's on camera. What do you think Impact can offer that the WWE is not offering right now? What is that different lane that they can go into? I think a different take on talent and to allow talent not to be as heavily they're certainly we're not as heavily scripted as they are elsewhere they're not even as heavily scripted as when i was there so right now impact is allowing talent to kind of come into their own make it or break it but they're giving 
certain people opportunity to step out of their shell. Let's see what you got and make it or break it. So that's the big difference to me, that it's not my way or the highway. They were very open to what do you got? You have a better idea. Let's try it on and allowing personalities of the individual talent kind of shine through. That's going to take some time. Doesn't happen overnight, but that was probably the most positive thing that I saw out of it was that you're going to see just more of an old school feel from the standpoint of talent coming in, allowing them to be themselves and not have to recite a script every night. Speaking of old school feels and tying into this whole conversation, um, I grew up in Louisville. Some of my earliest wrestling memories are watching Jeff Jarrett in a referee's outfit um, being kind of breaking into the into the business. Um, you know, Jeff, he he amongst fans on the internet, Jeff, you know, he he, he gets it rough sometimes. Um, just uh, not unlike Triple H, you know, and I and I know you, I've heard you on your podcast, uh, you know, kind of defend Triple H against those charges, but. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but can you, I mean, tell us a little bit about Jeff Jarrett and, and as a wrestling fan for wrestling fans out there, tell us, tell us why we should trust him. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you should trust him or not. I'm saying, give him a chance. And I'm saying to give the show a chance and allow it some time to develop. They were, they were given a product that had a lot of things already in development, a lot of things already put into place that once they had the new owners and a lot of changes were made, a lot of different things happened. But Jeff's a hard worker. I've never had a problem with Jeff Jarrett. And he is somebody that believes in the product, but he's also going to be there for it. Um, he's not a part-timer. He's, he's in it to win it. And I think if given... You know, given the same set of circumstances and all things being equal, that he's going to be able to give guys an opportunity to tell their story and get a different product out there that is going to be that alternative. Not everybody's going to like it. But I think that if people are looking for not the sanitized, I'll, I'll call it, product that is out there for the most part, I think that this may be another alternative for you to be able to see some young, different talents some personalities that even if they were in WWE, wouldn't be that same personality, if that makes sense to you. It, it's like taking, um, taking Tony Atlas and, and seeing Tony Atlas in Virginia as, you know, Mr. USA Tony Atlas and this ass kicker and then going to WWE and he saw the symbol. <laughs> that uh, there's a difference. And, yeah. and hey, man, I, I was there and I did that stuff. So you want to throw your hate mail at me, throw your hate <laughs> mail at me. I did that stuff and I understand the reason for doing it. However, I also understand the, the, the other side of that and saying, okay, there's some raw talent here that they feel that they've got a really good grasp on what their character is and who they are, let's give them a chance. Let's see if it can grow here under this manner. So that's that's the difference. I'm ex- I'm excited to see what you guys come up with, and uh, 
I think we're all looking forward to it. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show and, and for breaking all this stuff down. Yeah, and uh, everybody out there, please listen to Something to Wrestle With. It's my favorite podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a good one, man. You too. Thank you. Thanks again to Pritchard. We're back now. Um, we're going to let Nick formally apologize <laughs> for all of the things he said about Shane McMahon earlier. I love Shane McMahon. I just don't want him to start, like, people start treating him like a professional wrestler. I think what you're saying is expectations need to be lower for Shane McMahon. Or they just no, need no, to be different. My, different. My, yeah, different. Because my expectations is he's going to try to murder himself off a of Titan Tron <laughs> and, like, do a swanton onto, like, just glass. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, like, it, it could get really uncomfortable. I mean, I think it's true. I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not, the, it's not a one-to-one parallel, but it's like, you know, when... Terry Funk had his last run in WWE years ago. You know, it's like you you knew he he you didn't judge him on the same scale you judge Shawn Michaels. You yeah. know, but you could but he could have a great match on his own terms. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I hope they figure out something really cool for Shane to jump off of and break through that doesn't <laughs> make me scared to too scared to watch the screen, especially when he brings his kids out in yep. the entrance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the kids thing is really cool. There's going to be a lot of kids between his kids and Goldberg's kid. Uh, this yeah. is this is. I'm sure there's some other ones. I'm not thinking. Oh yet. well, maybe Owen Steen will will show up at WrestleMania this year. Oh yeah, maybe so. Is uh, Kevin's parents tend to show up at shows, and and Owen, I think I've seen Owen's been there before, and then. Um, Triple H's kids are always there. Yeah. So um, this will be a really interesting family, f- fun for the whole family <laughs> style WrestleMania. If I, everybody watch Uncle Shane fall off the Titan Tron. Um, all right, guys, let's go to the let's go to the uh, make your case fantasy booking section of the show. Nick, you go first. I'm assuming there's going to be some type of rafter that falls down in Orlando that they can climb and just. It's an open air stadium. Jump. The, this match, I'm probably looking forward to this match. This is top three. AJ is going to have a chip on his shoulder and just pull out every classic AJ move that he's been hiding. Like, we're going to see flips. We're going to see, like, Styles Clash after Styles Clash. Styles Clash off the ramp, I'm guessing. Like, we're going to see a devastating, like, top rope Styles Clash. I think this is the match where there's going to be the most rehearsal. I feel like Shane is probably yep. going to be doing a lot of time at the Performance Center the week of just running the ropes with AJ yeah. and getting a and, sense of each other. And the flip side is that if there's anything, you know, and they, all these guys will say that WWE lets them do whatever they want to do in the ring. If there's anything that AJ Styles was, like, shadow banned from doing in the ring, he can do it in this match. Because if Shane lets him do it, then yeah. who else is going to get mad? I also think we're going to see a swerve. I think we're going to see Shane go heel. Whoa. Bring out the Mean Street Posse. Oh, my God. And then uh, AJ, because we need an AJ. I want AJ, like, badass AJ as a face is what I need like need on SmackDown. And we're going to see AJ do a phenomenal forearm off a of Tron right into Pete Gass's face. I got to say, Pete Gass <laughs> and the Mean Street Posse have been making the publicity rounds yeah, lately. Yeah, I know. That's what gave me the Pete idea. Pete Gass we're, was on JR's podcast, and there was... Sam uh, Roberts? Yeah. It's 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 conspicuous. <laughs> They're um, out there. Dave put out a book. Do you want to take a turn at this? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm going to go with um, Shane McMahon winning because, I mean, why wouldn't he win? He's the boss's son. And it's it's WrestleMania, man. It's it's uh, where the baby faces are supposed to go over. And can you imagine the pop for Shane McMahon slaying the beast after a five star match? All right, before I actually make my decision on this one, I'm going to give you guys one more turn. Can you each? I want you each to fantasy book what the big spot of the match is going to be. Oh man, um, Nick, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, 
I'm assuming there's that big WrestleMania sun. Yeah, it's got to like, be like on the, on the Tron stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's got to be. They always do some gigantic set depending on where they are. There's a yeah, the giant sun for uh, for Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Um, AJ's gonna be strode about like a Cadillac that gets up on there for some reason. He's uh, on a car. Yeah, he's on a car. I don't know how the context of the car. There's a car there. Okay. <laughs> there, okay. all the Hall of Famers are given cars. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's the pink Cadillac. Diamond Dallas Page gets announced on the Hall of Fame from the Hunky match Tom before. Man? Yeah, they drive the pink Cadillac there. They leave it out there conspicuously. Shane climbs the stage. AJ's passed out on the pink Cadillac. DDP's still there. AJ, like, moves right before Shane does the elbow drop, dents the car, kills the car. AJ climbs back up, does the 450 off the stage onto the Cadillac, nailing Huge. AJ. One, two, three. I love the idea of <laughs> and then, including the pink Cadillac from <laughs> WrestleMania 6. That's great. I'm going to say, because you know uh, the last WrestleMania to take place at Camping World Stadium, formerly the Citrus Bowl, uh, was WrestleMania 24, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Humanoids, but I'm pretty sure it's 24. Yep. They had this weird sort of like canopy without a covering on it. So it was just like string light sort of structure. Sure. So I think Shane goes up to the top of whatever that canopy structure is and jumps off there and does an elbow. Um, either that or he just pulls out a Van Terminator and he wins with that. So you think you don't think they're going to put over AJ? Shane McMahon, baby, I'm going for it. Here comes the money. All right. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember back in my childhood at at uh, at, at the big Motley, at Motley Crue concerts. <laughs> Not me. Tommy Lee's drum solo oh, was yeah. like why you went to the show, and it got it had to get bigger and bigger every year until finally the drum his entire drum kit, which was like ten times the size of a normal drum kit, would just levitate off the stage and fly around the arena above, and it would spin and all this kind of stuff. Here's what I'm thinking. Shane McMahon climbs the top rope to do like the elbow onto the table outside, and the entire top rope just detaches from the ring <laughs> and goes up another like 30 feet, and then Shane jumps off onto AJ. Look, <laughs> WrestleMania 24 was famous for its blimp shots. Yeah. There's no reason Shane will jump off a blimp. <laughs> I mean, all right, we got to get out of here. I'm making the official winner is. I don't even remember who picked I what. said Shane. I, I said AJ. AJ. All right. The official winner is Nick, because I think AJ's the right choice. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I feel like Shane McMahon could win at any time. He's, you want to incorporate DDP at some point? <laughs> I love the DDP fantasy. I, I can, yeah. And according to my sources, there's a 100% chance that the pink Cadillac will be involved at <laughs> WrestleMania this year. That's not true. Um, we're going to have at least one more episode this week. So check the timeline tomorrow, humanoids. We'll see you soon. March Madness is finally underway, and there's no better place to bet on games than BetDSI. Their live in-game wagering lets you make plays throughout entire games at home or on the go. And now, in honor of March Madness, BetDSI is having a million-dollar bracket contest for our listeners. You get a free $25 credit just for registering, as well as a 200% bonus on your first deposits when you use the promo code BSPN25. What a great movie. Everybody died.